Hey guys, I meant to say something this morning, but I was just, um, you know, just waking up, had a rough few days, but I wanted to share something with y'all. First of all, how y'all doing this morning? It's nice out here. I'm actually um, on a Zoom meeting and I'm on mute and my camera off, <laughs> but um, I keep saying I'm going to talk to y'all more about my addiction when I was in, addic um, in active addiction. And what that was like. And I, I think I'm getting to that point. Not that I'm scared to talk about it. It's just I want to do it right. When I tell y'all I want to I want to capture every nook and cranny of that experience. Because I really want people to understand the root of addiction is not what you would think. As a matter of fact, the root of most addiction is the very things we take for granted. You know, sometimes, you know, with, you know, with everything that's going on now as far as everybody being an advocate for mental health, you know, health awareness. I've, I've talked to y'all about that before where people are like, um, they're an advocate for it, but they don't, they don't really encompass the entire spectrum of what this journey is like and what it looks like. Guys, the root of addiction, man, it's things, it, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's beyond you not practicing self-care. It's beyond you sitting in the hot tub with Epsom salt. It's beyond you going and um you know getting you a smoothie it's it's so deep it's it's that internal work it's that internal um meeting you have with yourself and God where you call in them demons and you're like um there they are my abandonment there they are my uh rejection the rejection right there that right there God that's what I'm battling where do you fall in with that that's 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 what self-care in my world is and I've had to cut a major soul tie over the weekend did not plan on doing that that was hard when I tell you cutting a soul tie is equivalent to you going to your heart and literally getting scissors or you know what the soul ties are so strong it's like you had to go and get pliers and cut the connection to someone who is literally a part of your heart. It's like you're cutting that vein. Like, it's like you and this person are so joined at the hint. You guys bleed into each other. You breathe for each other. You guys are one. Um, I had to cut a soul tie over the weekend. And like any wound, oh, I bled. I bled. I bled. I bled out. I let myself bleed, though. So that's the beauty in the um progress I, I let myself bleed I don't I don't let myself bleed I've built myself so titanium so stone walls so so hard that I had to in the middle of the night talk to God I had to talk to my father because that's what he is I said I, I said God if you want me to bear my soul to these people or anybody for that matter you gotta let me bear my soul to you first and tell you where I'm at with it and I said the most ugliest things, not to God, but about the situation, about the soul tie. I, I mean, I said the most ugliest things. I wouldn't even repeat it for y'all. <laughs> I would love to because I know it probably would help people. But you can kind of, if you know me personally, you can kind of gauge what I was saying. <laughs> you can kind of gauge if you know me. Um, I had to do that for me. I didn't say it to the person. I just recorded it like a little voice note for myself just so I can have... Um, that negative deposit, deposit um, book, you know, you know, everybody needs that scapegoat, everybody needs that outlet, 
So I recorded the conversation just to hear it back. And every time I heard it back, I was embarrassed because I was saying ugly things. But it was a release for me because I got to the root of it. Like hearing myself say these ugly things, it let me know that hate, hatred and um, love are so synonymous. And it's a thin line. And, and, and you'd be surprised how the very people you love today, if hurt, if pushed, you'll hate them tomorrow. And you won't even know how you got there. Because you don't talk to yourself, you don't talk to God, you don't call in those meetings with God and whatever that affliction, a.k.a. that demon is, and you don't deal with it. So for me, when I cut the soul tie, right, I bled, like I told you. And I woke up this morning and I was like, Lord, there it is. There it is. I cut the soul tie and now I can't get out of my bed. That's a problem because I've had a lot of energy lately. And the fact that my de- energy has now been depleted, I, I, I know where that I know where that soul tie is. I know what it does to me now. I know what love looks like for me and I know what it looks like when I'm out of it. Love has always been at the root of my addiction. That has always been at the root before I abused overeating before any of that. Sorry, guys, one of my uh, residents came in. But before I abuse any substances, before I abuse food or anything like that, or immerse myself in any um, hobbies, it's always been lack of love, not feeling loved, not feeling wanted, and not by a mass of people. I, I don't do that. Like, that, that that's not my thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not a pick-me, okay? For me, um... At the root of my pain, it's always been, you know, never getting it in the first place. Like, it, it, not getting that key component in those developmental stages. You're going to be on a lifelong quest trying to fill it. It's so hard. So, I want to go on record saying that's why building back with my mom has become essential that's why learning the history of who my father is it's essential and if you're tired of hearing it like I always say you got to log off this thing it don't make sense for you to come and listen to a person you don't want to hear or you hate like let me know why y'all do that or some people do that because um one thing I can say about my podcast right I feel like a lot of people resent the fact that I share that I, in the way that I do. And it, it blows my mind away. Because think about the podcast name. It's Why You Say That Jazz. Over the course of 26 years, people have always gotten on my case about my, my, my outlook. And the crazy thing is, they'll be thinking it. I just say it. <laughs> That's the only difference. I'm one of many that actually are going to, you know, I'm actually going to say it. And I don't mind fighting, you know. If it's in the right fashion, I'm, I'm going to fight and I'm going to, by any means necessary, address myself. I'm going to see myself and I'm going to deal with myself. And if that helps others, that's even better. I, I love it. I, I enjoy it. So, for me, um, I thank, like I said, my grandma for being there, even though, you know, yeah, I was watching a Yala Van Zandt episode and there was a family kind of similar to my situation where the daughter had a relationship with her grandmother in the way she should have had it with her mom. And Yala called it. She was like, it's an inappropriate relationship. 
and I felt convicted, but I knew she was right because at 26, I can honestly say that is, you know, the way in which I interact with my grandmother. I should be willing to do that with my mom, somebody that gave me life, somebody that definitely, you know, did not have things always set up for her to excel so she can give me what I needed. So reach back for my mom, take care of my mom. And honor my mom. Not just my mom, but my father may be deceased, but I make it my business to honor my father as well. Because that's one, that's in the word. And more importantly, it's just in me because I've always been someone that loved family. I love family in all facets. I love family. I support family. I am pro-family. If I don't support your family, your family done cross me. But I definitely support family. I don't need to know you personally to support family. I love family. I love seeing because that's the found that's that's the that's our foundation, guys. Foundation in society. You can't you you know, as much as we don't want to uh give people credit for what the family structure does because of where we stand with our families, family is so essential. Like, make no mistake. And, you know, I think me and E, shout out to E, because E is going to come on my channel soon. I mean, my segment. Lord, I said channel. <laughs> e and his wife, Brianna, they're going to come on my segment soon. So shout out to you guys. I really respect these two individuals. And, um, like I said, it's not nothing personal. I really don't like to share my podcast. But I would love to. I, I've been trying to talk to E for a minute. Like, me and E go way back. And I, I respect a lot of what he has to say. He had made a comment that um, people are always acting like they got ahead, they got it out the mud by themselves. You know, they don't coin the fact that while it may not have been your complete family, you know, people have um, invested in your welfare. They have invested in your future to some capacity or you wouldn't be here. And that's the truth. And I realized that for myself. So with that being said, um, those that I do jail with, and we have a natural connection, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning to allow that to be my foundation because I obviously need it. I'm getting to that point in my spiritual journey, my mental health, where I am going to be forced to submit to those that I love, whether I agree with what they say or not. So um, I'm happy that I can admit that, share that, and y'all can hear that because um some of us who have been through trauma, we like super ultra independent. And it's because of what we had to go through. We don't want to be vulnerable. And that's what I realized. That's the root of the addiction as well. You don't want to be vulnerable when you are on this quest to be loved and you're looking for love and you want to fulfill others in ways that maybe you have not been fulfilled. You don't want people to really know that you have this bleeding heart. You know, yesterday, and shout out to my big cousin Chantel again. That's like my... Oh my God, that's my babe. She's my shero. But um, shout out to my big cousin. My big cousin is an artist. Like she's super talented. Like I can't wait to. I, I hope she sells some of her pieces. I mean, I, I try. I try to convince her to do that. I know I'm gonna buy some when I get some extra money. But like, shout out to my cousin Chantel. Like she paints. And I think what makes me so in love with her that she paints is because when I was a kid, I mean, I was nowhere near near as skilled as Chantel. But I just, I like, I used to like to paint. And it was so fun. Like, I didn't, you know, it wasn't something that I was going to always showcase to everybody. It's just something that I cared about. It was just fun. It's so fun. Like, and yesterday I picked it up over the weekend just for fun. And when I tell y'all, I cut on them ocean sounds on YouTube and I just painted. Like, like I wasn't trying to be politically correct. 
And my baby sister, she also paints Kamari. Shout out to my baby sister, Kamari. I'm, I'm going to do a whole segment on my baby sister. All my siblings, for real. But definitely baby sister, Kamari. She's my youngest sister. My youngest, youngest sister. And Dante's my youngest, youngest brother. But, um, just, you know, having Kamari come over and her looking at my painting. Somebody I trusted and her understand what I was trying to say. I, I, I feel like God purposely sent me my siblings. Like, they, I, see all, I see myself all through them. And I feel like they are a confirmation that I'm not alone. And they are my structure. They are my foundation. And I'm, I'm grateful. Close or not, I'm grateful for all six of my siblings. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. I see myself in all of them. Like, I, I love them so much. But nevertheless, like, being vulnerable and admitting that you have this bleeding heart. Like, this morning when I woke up after, you know, disconnecting that soul tie. And, and, and let me be clear what I mean by disconnecting the soul tie. Waking up this morning after purging my heart out about how I felt about the person. I mean, you know, if you ever have a problem with somebody and you can't quite confront them or you don't have the strength, get on. I mean, whatever, wherever you're able to do a voice note, don't write this down. I mean, I you could. I don't recommend it. I recommend you do a voice note. Do a voice note and play it back. Don't, and if you want to send it to the person, if you're ready for that heated conversation, I am not ready for that conversation with the person yet. So I went on ahead and just recorded it to myself. And I said anything and everything because I, I, I needed to get what I knew set in my heart for a long time. See, I, I, I used to think, you know, people push you to be this monster. We all have that monstrous trait within us anyways. It just hasn't been awakened. It's it's um it's, it's the same thing with a person that um who we perceive to be difficult. They have the um nurturing and loving qualities within them. It hasn't been awakened. Like like there has to be some type of um exchange, positive or negative exchange to awaken those good or bad qualities. And for me, um this person they, they dance it, it, it wasn't even their words it was what it represented so again the root the rejection the the ostracizing that went back 26 years they just they were they were scratching the surface but those wounds they they have been there 26 years 26 years this this pain lied within me so i'm actually grateful that they hit those nerves because I was able to you know fully purge because I always ask God to help me purge because there are things about ourselves we just don't see y'all like we're not as nice as we think we're not as good as we think we're not as helpful as we think I feel like we are so rotten as people and so we can acknowledge that nothing good will ever come. And I don't mean that in a um, dark way. I'm not trying to be dark. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to diminish the human nature. I'm just saying, like, if we so god darn great, right? Why, why, why is there still hatred and negativity in the world? If we're so, uh, you know what? I was talking to somebody that used to be in a situation I was in. I remember when I was at the peak of my hatred this was like from ages <laughs> 18 to 20 not 18 to 19 that 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 entire year what the hell like i was at the peak 
When I tell y'all, I could not maintain nothing. And the crazy thing is, I worked hard every day. I slaved myself down. And I couldn't maintain a place to stay. Mental stability. Oh, you can forget that. I didn't have that. Job security. And I worked hard. And you know what's funny? That's how you know hatred overpowers all. I never had an issue on my jobs where they complained of my work ethic only of my attitude isn't that something isn't that something like that wasn't even telling back then like that 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 hatefulness was so it it, it was it caused me to be anxiety written I always walked around with a lot of guilt ready to blow I, I done told y'all I done cussed out the VP of my company before. Not this company, but in the past. Like, that's just how hate ruled me. And how I allowed, the, you know, like, revenge sat in my heart. Um, I wanted to vindicate myself from all of the people, all of the things that held me bound. I, 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 I was in a phase where I acknowledged that I was bound. But I didn't want God to do it. I felt like God was taking his time. And I honestly underestimated God's power. I said, yeah, God is supposed to be tough. This, this, this is my way of thinking back then, not now. I said, God's so tough. Why am I the one getting the work done? Why am I going back and getting people together? You know, calling people out. Why, why is he sitting back? I don't understand this. I didn't even realize I was at the peak of my wickedness. I didn't even see it because I thought the true vindication would come from me, like literally, annihilating people with my words and, and, and my worldly success and shoving it in their throat. I didn't realize I had a rude awakening and, and, a, and a pruning season that, you know, awaited me for thinking and being like that. Uh, pruning season, I mentioned it a lot on my segments. Pruning season, what is a prune? How does that fruit look? It's all shriveled up, right? A pruning season is when God takes everything and you're left with him. And you sit out. You go without for a while. You don't eat sometimes. You literally, and and it seems like you go deaf. You go deaf, like you go unheard. And you're like, what is going on? Like, Like you literally, people you never thought would turn on you, they're not turning on you. You're in pruning season. They are not allowed to speak to you right now. You are out of bounds and you are out of whack. I had to go through a pruning season. And it that was that was long. And, and what's scary is someone told me it would happen. They told me that I was due for that. And I, I was like, what are you talking about? Like I'm putting in work. I was so I was, oh, I wanted to hop across the table. <laughs> but looking back, and, and they even time the year that it would begin to shift it was so scary sorry guys but yeah the person knew the exact day <clears throat> year it would um start not even stopping like 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 stop but it would um you know begin to shift from you know you know me to advance and i i say that to say you got to get to the root that's why i talk in this fashion i don't I'm annoyed if you guys think that I get on here and I talk for sport, okay? Let me tell you something. I'm a goofball. If the world was mine, I would talk about crazy stuff all day, like like goofy stuff, because that's who I am. I don't, 
I don't want to, but sometimes the desire to tell people about the breakthrough and that they don't have to be alone, it, it supersedes even me wanting to goof off. Um, like right now, I could break down. I could, I could afford to break down. I would like to do that, but I want to talk to you guys first. I want to tell you guys where I'm at because I know I'm not alone. And I don't know, just it's been constant themes, constant things that, that's been coming to me that, you know, talk about freedom. People need to be free. And freedom is beyond the physical realm. It's spiritual. Don't be bound, guys. Like, if there's something, whatever you won't, you don't refuse to speak about, that's that. It, that's why you can't get ahead. All of the things that make you um, shameful, that you're embarrassed about, you have to talk about it. You don't have to get on here and do a podcast. Maybe that's not your thing. Maybe your avenue is more so in a private setting. Maybe you just need to call. Uh, um, I encourage you to talk to a therapist, though. Um, and if need be, psychotherapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, I, I recommend that route. See if you can find somebody that is indeed Christian-based, faith-based, spiritual-based, you know. But, um, guys, black community, black and brown people, I'm talking to y'all right now. Those teachers, those doctors aren't lying to your kids. They're not lying to you when they say you need a mental health intervention. They are not trying to drug you. As a, as a medical care professional, as someone with a mental health illness themselves, I'm telling you, they're not trying to give you anything you don't need. But we indeed are mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically imbalanced. Please don't laugh at anybody, <laughs> you know, that's going through... Um, a psychotic episode just because you are witnessing them at their worst because that's so you if pushed um the root of my addiction was definitely lack of love no love rejection and not knowing my purpose who am I why am I here then God why am I here if I, I looked at it like this I'm at school um my friends have family units, right? It's almost like the world, the universe was telling me in a sense, or I take it back, my flesh was telling me, you're entitled to that. So I would go back to God and go, you want me to listen to you, and you didn't even give me the basics. You didn't even give me my starter kit. You didn't even give me my human starter kit, and you want me to be obedient and talk to you. I have nothing to say. That's what I look that's how I looked at it back then. You took my mom away. You have my mom in the pit of depression. My father is deceased and I don't even know. I can't even go to his gravesite to mourn him. This was back then. God, we have nothing to talk about. I will check in with you when it's convenient for me. And my life showed. My life showed and I went through a whirlwind of things until I had to finally submit. And you can't submit unless you love a person. And I can honestly say to you guys, I love God. And even last night when I had to take the scissors and cut a piece of my heart away, it was it was the ultimate sacrifice to show God, I hear you. I receive what you're saying. I understand that this part of my heart is tainted. It is unhealed. It serves no purpose to my mission. And I must rid myself of it. Who wants to walk around with a 
half heart, <laughs> a portion of their heart. Um, I have so much anxiety talking about this because if you know me, I don't like touching my heart. I don't like touching on people who are a part of my heart because that is my Achilles heel. Um, this journey is, you know, the truth hurts so bad and, and we claim we want it. We ain't built like that. <laughs> we not built like that. Like, we not built like that for real. We not built like that in real life. Um, when I woke up this morning, I was so irritated, so irritated. I felt so defeated because I was like, God, why did, you know, here it is again. Like, I trust you. I'm, I'm going to get out of the bed because you tell me to. And more importantly, I'm going to get out of the bed because I don't want to disappoint my boss. I love my boss. I love my boss. Like, something about that lady. Love, love, love my boss. I don't know what it is. Can't wait till God reveals to me what it is about her. But, um, every morning, I would wake up in depression. It was a discomfort I could not put into words until today. Guys, forgive me. I had to step off because I had to get something for a resident. But long story short, I don't want to hold you. Guys, we're not as nowhere near as great as we think we are. And like I said, just getting up this morning and feeling that um, I've been looking for a long time. Why do I get up depressed? Because I had gotten better over the last few months. I'm not going to completely um, disregard my progress. But when I cut that soul tie, I understood it. It's, it's my heart. You got to go to your heart. That's the answer to everything. That's the answer for your pain. I mean, obviously we know that, but no, guys. I mean, talking about going to the crevice of your heart. Get to the root of your problems. I don't care if people, I don't care who in your life is telling you that your pain is not valid, that you're just using it as a scapegoat. Guess what? We do do it. We do do that because we don't know no other way. If we're not given the tools to properly work through the pain, of course, you know, we're going to scapegoat it. I have to, sorry, y'all. I told you I was in a Zoom meeting. Why? I had to just, you know. I had to like write in the chat box, this is amazing. Just so they know I'm not <laughs> ignoring them. <laughs> but um guys, like it's okay if you're still hurt, you don't have a mom and a dad. That's my story. It's okay if you're mad at your aunt, you're mad at your cousins, you feel like you're the outcast of the family, you feel like the elders in your family control the narrative so much that if you say something, you'll be shunned and casted away. That's okay. That's everybody a lot of people have that story. Why why, why do people act like if you say, like, like it's, that's how you know Satan is in the business of um, regression. He's in the business of captivity. Because if I simply release something out there, I'm not looking for you to fix it. I'm just trying to get it off me. And, you know, he gets so angry. If you're releasing something that's bothering you, he gets so angry because it's like... It sounds like you're clearing your path. He wants you to be cluttered. He doesn't want you to be free. He doesn't want you to weed out anything. That's why he doesn't want you to get alone. He makes you scared to be alone. And in addition to being alone, he'll try to have 50 loving people call your phone. Again, that is not shade. That is just real. If you know you need a spiritual detox, don't answer your phone. 
Oh, well, I went to the hospital. You didn't answer the phone. All right, well, then you had the government facility taking care of you while I was going through. Like, you got to understand that not everybody is going to be in a position to, you can't, you're not God, you're not built like that. Like, sometimes you're just going to not have to answer your phone. Maybe for a couple of weeks, maybe for months. If these people are solid and they respect you as an individual, they will allow you to have solitude. I say it before, I'm going to say it again. If you are mad at me, because I need to go in solitude, which I do frequently, because I gotta hit myself things. I don't care what go on. I need to know. I need to know where I'm at, because I can't live through you. I need to know how I'm doing, where I'm at. Am I capable of delivering? I need to know what's going on with me. That's why I started my podcast. I, I need to know where I was. So again, it's okay if you still have deep rooted pain. That you need to work through. You can come and talk to me directly. Like I said, I have an email. Why you say that jazz radio at gmail.com. Or you can just, you know, message me on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. You know, com- or you can comment on like my podcast. I-, I I'll be an ear to you. Like I totally get it. You're not alone. And, and not only will I be an ear to you, your our conversations will stay private. The only thing I do, I shout people out that impact me in a positive way. If that, and even if that's too much, you know, you don't want people to know that we converse. Is a converse a word? Because some people say it's not. I know one thing, conversate is not a word. I don't know why we say that. I don't know why we say that, but whatever, I got off track. But if you don't want people to know we talk, and this is a private thing, okay, cool. I, I can dig it. I'm the outcast of the family myself. I, I, I personally don't like when people tell people, we, you know, I talk to them. Because I know a lot of times people don't, they don't want people to know they talk to me. Because I, I share the beliefs that I share. So they don't want people to know that they think outside the box. <laughs> I understand because you, you get lashed. Trust me, you're going to get a lashing if you think outside the box. So um, I can dig it. But I just want to let y'all know the root. It'll, 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 them spirits will bother you first thing in the morning. Because I, I told y'all all last year that was, not even just last year, many, many years in the past, like many situations in the past where I stay up all day. I'm sorry, sleep all day, stay up all night to avoid waking up in the morning and facing that, that, that heaviness, that rawness, that pain in my heart. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was because I hated life and I didn't want to do anything. I used to say I'm lazy. That's what it is. I really don't want to do anything. No, I'm searching for my mom's wound. I'm searching for the embrace of my parents. I'm searching for love. And every morning I wake up and I don't feel match to the 10th power and that's a lot of responsibility to put on humans right because can't nobody match me to the 10th power but god nobody can so every morning when you wake up and please guys don't 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 listen to this and feel like you gotta send me anything or do anything for me you can pray for me that that's 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 more that's helpful more than anything pray for me with a clean and clear heart that is pray, pray for my spiritual development that is helpful. Then now that means the world to me. But um, don't feel like, guys, you have to like go out of your way for me. I, I'm understanding as this journey goes on, that is something I need to allow God to do in my heart, and I need to go to Him about. There is work to be done, and I think that's why He is having me cut these ties. I've cut major soul ties in the last year and this is not to shade anyone even though I can't be shady I I mean <laughs> but but no it's, it's it's really not to make nobody feel bad I'm just telling you like 
sometimes you got to cut the people you love, not because you want to slight them and make them feel indifferent, but because you love them so bad, you're willing to go that hard for them. You're willing to sell your soul. See, God not having that. He's jealous. And I think God has been trying to send that message to me for 26 years. Like, Jasmine, I understand you love your mother and your father. I understand you love your grandmother. I understand you love your best friends. I understand you love these people. But I have not talked to you in days because you are daydreaming and fantasizing and building with these people. You have not yet. You, you say your prayers to me and your prayers are 30 seconds long, but you're holding three-hour conversations with these people inappropriate. God, God, God wants to talk to me for three hours. God wants to be alone with me for five hours. Um, he wants to, you know, engage with me. Um, so with that being said, I want y'all to know, like, please, the root is real. Roots are real. Um, you're not feeling like this on accident. You didn't come across this segment on accident. Um, if nobody else is your cheerleader and your advocate, I am. You know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do get frustrated because, you know, God has appointed me to be a mascot. He's appointed me to be the cheerleader. And I hate it. I hate my job sometimes because... Sometimes, you know, people don't bring a water bottle over to the mascot. They don't bring a water bottle over to the cheerleader. You know, their job is to cheer and egg people on. Your feelings at that moment is irrelevant for the players. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to take it in stride. It's getting harder because, you know, the feelings of, you know, feeling indifferent, they, they, they kind of um, fuel bitterness within me, make me angry. It exhausts, you know, it's exhausting. It depletes me. But I understand the people being empowered is more important than my own selfish needs. If that's my role, if that's what comes naturally to me to support and liberate and honor people, to help them come into the walk, usher them into the walk, then I'll, I'll do that. Um, let me know what you guys think.